0: guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George McKay, and the one and only Uncle Bobby B, baby. And we're back, and it's the Rewind. And man, oh man, we're glad to be back. Last week, uh, we did not do a Rewind. We had some personal issues. I had my grandmother's funeral to deal with. Rob also got some personal news he had to take care of. So we thought, you know what? The Rewind could hold off for one week. It was the final episode of Mexico, and if you watched it, you all know what happened. We don't need to go over it, but it was the final hurrah Mexico. And now, we're back on USA soil. We're in Texas. We're in Dallas. We're in Dallas at Gillies. That's right. And the venue looked great. Production looked great. Screen looked good. New new uh, ring apron, if you will, looked fantastic. New ring cover, looked like the good. the canvas. The yeah, canvas looked good. Also, the apron around the ring yeah, yeah, as it, well. You couldn't really see a lot of it, but the production for the Dallas shows so far so good. The stage setup was fantastic. Everything was on point. So kudos to MLW for kind of kicking that production up from what we kind of saw in Mexico. But still, nonetheless, Mexico was impressive, for sure. But, uh, man, oh, man, this one, this one felt like there was an air, a change in the air in this episode. There was, it, I mean, there was an air change. There was definitely an air change. We're going to get into that air change in a little bit. Ha! Spoiler! No, if you, if you haven't watched it by now, sorry, but the rewind always comes out right after MLW drops their episode. And we always are able to do this because we get to see a couple things a little bit early. We, uh, we get some get some stuff. We get some stuff. We get some stuff. Let's, so, get, let's kick it. All right. So it gets to this week's episode. It's a recap of the CD and Hammer beef. It's kind of everything that transpired in Mexico and all the things that Holiday uh, was involved with, Hammer was involved with, the kind of battle for, I guess you'd say, power within the MLW multiverse. Uh, And uh, then we get a CD promo, and he's in a cowboy hat. He's happy to be there. He's in Texas, baby. Remember the Alamo? Remember the Alamo? Do you know about Ozzy Osbourne and the Alamo? <laughs> I actually do. Yeah. Random, random few factoid of music that I actually do know. So yes, do you remember Ozzy Osbourne and the Alamo? He didn't specify that, but he did specify the Alamo. Then his happy-go-lucky attitude kind of turned to a frown. And oh, he are we said, talking about Ozzy still? Or we talking no, about- we're talking about CD. Because you know Ozzy like, pissed on the Alamo, got banned for 10 years, did his time, went back, rocked the place. Anyways... CD is not happy. He's not happy. He doesn't want to be in this cesspool. Chesspool. Yeah, chesspool. That's Sorry. what he said. Yeah. Uh, and chess also tonight, Pangano will destroy Hammerstone and bring the MLW Heavyweight Championship back to Mexico. So, you know, CD very, uh, very, uh, point on his point, saying exactly what was going to happen to Hammer tonight. No matter what, Pangano was going to come out the new MLW champ, according to the head matchmaker, if you will. And he addressed all his renegades as he always does. Now we get a holiday and he's in Beverly Hills. He's shopping. He's on the phone. He's enjoying life. And a fan walks up, stops him and says, Hey man, can I get a picture? And he says, yeah, for sure. So he does the typical holiday, you know, face with a thumbs up pose, smiling. He's happy. And then the fan proceeds to say, Hey man, is hammer here too? Holiday uh, looking a little bit uh, frustrated, a little miffed, a little miffed at that comment says, yeah, he's just up the street. Then whoever he was on the phone with, he says, Y'all, I'll call you back, hangs up, and just kind of makes this face that makes you think something's not all right in dynasty. It's not, it's not what it was before they went to Mexico. Mexico changed dynasty. So just remember those words as we get deeper into this. And now we have a first match tonight. It's Richard Holiday, it's Kay Muertes, or Mel Muertes, if you will. And they are uh, they're fighting for the Caribbean strap. That's right. King Muertes has put his Caribbean strap on the line, which he took from holiday only a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And they are, uh, they're going to have another tangle of this. So the match was pretty basic, back and forth. Nothing really out of the way. Holiday lands at 2008. We think, hey, it's over. Once holiday hits at 2008, it's usually game over. Not this time. CD, I guess, seeing things from the back, knew what was coming, sent out his henchmen right away. Two, three henchmen enter the ring. They're surrounding Holiday. He's trying to fight them off. He's wondering where Hammer is. Camera cuts the back, Hammer's in the back, dealing with henchmen of his own. He's trying to make it to the ring, but the henchmen have made it impossible for him to get there. We go back ringside. A henchman slides a chair into the ring. He's about to use it. But then Holiday fights him off. Distraction by the ref. Muertes uses a chair to his uh, you know, full ability, if you will. And that's it. One, two, three. Muertus retains. Holiday has no gold, and he's been sent back to the doctors to get checked out after that. Uh palacious you local of the chair. medical facility well no it's, the facility was on site it was in the back it was in the back it, listen in We don't say doctors, we say local medical facility. Okay, well, he went to the local medical facility, which was right in the back of the arena, okay, to see the medical professionals there to get checked out. We'll get a little bit more on Richard Hawley's condition a little bit later on in the show. And now we're at the, I love these all-accesses that they're doing. They did one for Nduca with a couple parts, which was really great. It gave us kind of a backstory of who he is. Now this is part three. I'm assuming last week was part two. This is part three of Jacob Fatou's all-access. Interesting. And one line I really liked that he used was there is a, a thin line when you have one foot in the ring in the wrestling world, if you will, and in the streets in the and, and you get caught up kind of in the middle. And he told a story, a very you know, heartbreaking story about in his old neighborhood. There was a drive by shooting. One of his good friends, a neighbor of his, he ended up seeing his blood or, uh, brother, sorry, excuse me, bleed out right in front of him. And he said, wrestling saved his life. If it wasn't for wrestling, we wouldn't see Jacob Fatu. We wouldn't see the Samoan werewolf. We would not see the the black flag carrier of Contra. And he stated that. He said he missed Contra. He missed them. He missed not having his brothers in arms. And after the fallout, he now knows who he is or who he wants to be now at this stage in his career. And he wanted to let Hammer know from his own lips, he's coming for that title. May not be today, may not be tomorrow, but he is coming to get what's rightfully his. Hmm. What was your take on part three of uh, Jacob two's all access? Well, I <clears throat> I like these these all access things because with the breakup of Contra, uh, that being kind of central to his identity mm-hmm. for for a couple of years, a couple of years, pretty much his uh, whole title reign was and him, centered around him Contra. being the, the the badass like unrestrained Samoan werewolf come in screaming give me motherfucking hammerstone like now you're seeing that other side of him so it's it's Almost like a repackage but not really it's just giving you a adding some more layers to that jacob fatu character i feel like we got to see uh, a little bit more of the real jacob fatu yeah he got emotional when he talked about the drive-by story he talked about seeing that that young man bleed out in front of him he got emotional he actually stopped speaking for a little bit and kind of wiped some tears from his eyes could have been really good acting but i don't think so i think it was legitimate heartfelt and um yeah i i, I agree with you i think these all axes are a really good look into the person behind the character, not so much the character. And, well, and we're seeing now he's, he's now, uh, <clears throat> how do I put this? He's got more depth. Like he's just he's got more layers and more depth. So he's not just Jacob Fatu from Kondra. He's Jacob Fatu, period. He's on his own two feet. He misses his brothers in Contra, but he doesn't really need them anymore. They didn't specify which brothers, and we know Max Ruger will be guaranteed left off that list. Yeah, 150%. Now, uh, there's another vignette of what we get of a, of a return, someone who's been in the MLW locker room before. And this is an easy vignette to figure out there is a what do they call those things hourglass is it an hourglass yeah, okay don't well don't look at me like TikTok. I no, yeah. i'm i not looking at you like you okay so an hourglass days an hourglass. of our lives like the sands through the hourglass these are the days thank you okay now i just clicked it just clicked it sorry i'm tired it's been a long week at work it's been a very long week but um yeah so that's that's just simply an hourglass and if you're a wrestling fan you know exactly what an hourglass means and rob stated two words that you should also know say them again TikTok? TikTok. Oh, fuck. Why do you look like that? Because I I thought I was going to say Killer Cross. No. Okay. Yes. Killer Cross is returning to MLW Superfight in Charlotte. So that'll be exciting. So welcome back to Killer Cross because it's been a minute since he's been in the old MLW uh, roster. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. And hopefully, with him coming, that means Scarlett Bordeaux is not too far behind him. And I hope that she's able to kind of step in that featherweight division and have some fun with the ladies over there for a little bit. I think that'd be kind of cool to see her mix it up in that division. Well, I mean, yeah, a new addition—it's—it it, it, kind of makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. MLW could use a little more depth in that division. It's still, let's not forget, it's still a new division. Mm-hmm. Like they just kind of started with with that roster, and uh, it's, a name it's like, a like a Scar- Bordeaux Bordeaux does raise stock a little bit for sure in a startup division. Now. It's interesting. I'm just going to point this out again, and I may be spoiling something if you haven't watched the episode yet, but don't you feel ever since Jacob Two has no longer been with Contra, there hasn't really been that top heel in MLW? That spot is vacant, would you not say? That spot's a little vacant right now. Uh, yeah, there isn't really a top heel in terms of feuding with a top babyface, but that could change. I mean... I feel like on a dime again, and I, I'm mentioning that the air has changed. The era of MLW this week has definitely changed for sure. Now, uh, past, once we get past the killer cross vignette, we get yet another vignette, a lot of vignettes filling time in this vignette. St. Laurent is back. We haven't seen him on the, uh, the old booth since the end of last season, but he's back. Not so much on the booth. He's no, he's at his, his library in his home. Uh, very well lit from the sunlight, but there is still a lamp <laughs> well, on. Th- the room is so well lit, and then he's got like this lamp next to him. <laughs> and, it's, it, and it's like a like a stained glass lamp. It's very ritzy, and he's got a stack of books, and he's been searching. He's been searching for the best pound-for-pound for for pound. Pound fighter in all of wrestling, and guess what? Saint Laurent, a man who has never really been, you know, noted for his scouting ability, has apparently found this fighter, and he's got a meeting with Court Bauer, and he is going to bring this mystery fighter to MLW so, in the next few weeks. So, is that Killer Cross or? No, I don't think else... it is Killer Cross because if it was Killer Cross, it would have made sense to do the vignette. Okay. So, it, this is somebody else. And I mean, you could take a lot of guesses. It's definitely not Floyd Mayweather. Okay. We all know we had a wrestling stint, but it's not Floyd Mayweather. Don't worry about it, guys. It's not going to happen. But the best pound for pound fighter in all of wrestling. So, I'm not sure what this means. I'm not sure where they're going with this. I have a few ideas of who the person could be, but it doesn't necessarily mean I would be right. No, that's true. It um, could also be a repackaging of a current roster member that we have not seen in a while. This is true. They could be repack. I mean, they did that with Max Kruger a couple times before they actually found Max Ruger. Like before he became Max Ruger, there was other characters that that well, roster went through. And I mean, it, it kind of wouldn't make sense because he's just recently, but, but we never really got anything from that Jay White announcement that he was supposed to make some appearances in November. Not Jay White, uh, Will Ospreay. Sorry, Will Ospreay, excuse me. Every uh, once in a while, I can correct too. Thank you. So maybe it's Will Ospreay because you're talking pound for pound. Will Osprey isn't a large human, but he can go. See, that's where I, I, think, I think you and I might differ. I don't think you're necessarily wrong, but when I hear pound for pound, there's only one belt that kind of rings in my ears, and that's a 10 pounds of gold. So I'm thinking this person might be or could possibly be a current or former NWA world champion. When I hear pound for pound, the first thing that comes to my mind in wrestling is the 10 pounds of gold. That's okay. just, just, just the way I perceived it because he definitely St. Laurent definitely seemed to put a little bit of more emphasis on the fact that this person is the best pound for pound fighter. He stated that numerous times throughout this vignette. So what if it's, what if somebody who's coming from outside of wrestling, like MMA or boxing or something, some sort of other combat? Well, it wouldn't be the first time that we've no, seen an outside. Uh, Dominic Garini was an MMA veteran for, for many years. Well, we've seen it over the years with wrestling. No, but I'm talking about specifically in MLW yeah. because we try to keep it in MLW. It wouldn't necessarily be a bad idea. I just don't know how they would build it up, but we would have to wait and see uh, who this mystery fighter is. But like I said, you're thinking that it could potentially be someone from outside wrestling. Or it could be, what was the first suggestion Will, you said? Will Osprey. Will Ospreay, for sure. And I'm thinking it could be somebody connected or affiliated with the NWA, either currently or in the past. Because there have been some guys that have mishmashed. NWA's been really good about mishmashing a couple of talent. They bring it some out. I mean, if you think about it, Slice Boogie's been affiliated with NWA. He had appearances on there before. So did yeah. Danny Limelight. So there's a possibility. I'm not saying it's those two guys. They're too busy in the tag division. Yeah. But it's possibly uh, somebody affiliated with NWA. That's just my thought process on it. Okay. you don't agree with you were talking so fast there i was i was struggling to keep (laughs) up with you like shit i'm just stating um, that it could potentially be somebody affiliated with a the first the first uh mlw champion technically if you want it was shane douglas who then threw down the belt like he did with the uh nwa championship so i mean there's been a long kind of history there it could be it, it could be i You know what? I I don't even want to speculate. I'm just looking forward to seeing who it is. Absolutely. And the reason why I was talking so fast is because usually I don't get a chance to get a word in unless I I talk over you. So I felt the need to have to try to speed up. Really? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Listen, if we can't shit talk each other, what's the point? What's the point? Let's go. Oh, he's upset. Oh, he's hurt. No, I'm hungry. (laughs) I gotta eat some food, man. Let's go. All right, so now I'm going to go incredibly slow to stretch I'm this out. Murder you. <laughs> okay, so after the St. Laurent promo, we, uh, we get um, uh, Hammer. He's checking on, Sparks is going back to actually check on Richard Holiday. We're going to get a word from Sparks, an update on the medical update of Richard Holiday in the back at the, how do you word it? The, the medical local medical facility? Yes, at the local medical facility. And as Sparks is heading there, Hammer's heading there as well. Sparks says, Hey, Hammer, do you have an update? And he says, hey, man, I got to go check on Richard. So he should have just said, No, I'm going to go check on Richard, but he felt the need to cut Sparks off after asking for the update. Yep. And we go, we turn the corner and boom, wouldn't you know it, who's in the room with Richard Holiday? None other than the interview queen, good friend of ours here at MLW Rewind, Miss Altut. Alicia Altut is there right beside Hammer checking on him. Or sorry, right beside Holiday checking on him. Hammer says, Are you good? Holiday says, Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah I'm good. No problem. He's like, You got my back today? Got your back, man. Anything for you. And Hammer walks out. They do a little fist pump right before Hammer walks out. They try to include Alicia in the fist pump, but she says it's really not what she does. And Holiday said that's cool, it's our thing, anyways. Yeah. And but there was just again that that kind of same face from the Beverly Hills promo that stated that Holiday, the frustration really seems to be setting in, and now it's kind of bubbling to the surface. It's literally, he's not able to use his poker face, if you will, and hide his emotions or true feelings anymore. Like I said, we've been, we've been picking up on these signals for the last few weeks, especially in Mexico. Felt like Holiday really did actually go above and beyond in the terms of a friend, <laughs> day, getting him out of Durant's basement, uh, dressing up and, and kind of infiltrating Azteca to try to figure out where hammer was holiday really went above and beyond it. He took that, you know, beating from Pagano on the roof. Like there was a lot holiday went through a lot in Mexico and he also got arrested. He did not enjoy his trip to Mexico. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Doesn't sound like he had fun at all. Doesn't sound like he had fun. No, but did he, he might've fun in other ways, definitely fun in other ways. I think some people may have gotten closer in Mexico. That's all I'm going to say. What's with the eyes? I'm not saying that. Well, I, I'm speculating. Okay, you're speculating. I'm speculating. Speculate. And now we get our sec finally, we get our second match of the night. And it's uh, the returning, how do you say his name? Because I don't want to pronounce it right. Ikuro Kwan? Kwan. Thank you. I don't it's hard for me to sometimes. That's okay. That first name. That's cool. okay. Kwan is returned. <laughs> and he's facing the judge, EJ and Duca. And Educa looks solid. He looks strong. We're a big fan of Educa. We appreciate Duka. Love Educa. And, Aduka. and this, this match right off the bat had the makings of a squash. Now, don't get me wrong, Quan got a cheap shot before the bell rang. He had some great strikes early on, uh, a couple great solid kicks to the midsection. And that really didn't phase the judge, though, because the judge literally just slapped him. He slapped him so hard that Quan went kind of flying across the ring. Duka handled him in under five minutes. Uh he did he did his finisher that I still think he's working on a move for it. Yeah the final verdict or the uh I don't know he's working on something judge's but decision. No, I'm the verdict, sure. the verdict is already one of his moves. Okay, right. Well this wasn't the verdict, this was that other one he was asking for a name for. Yeah, I, I still think it should be called like motion for dismissal or something. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. it was it's it's a really good finisher. He, he get Kuro Kwan loses this match, decides that he's gonna grab the mic, uh-huh. he's not leaving. He's, he wants another he, match. I didn't lose. I'm not leaving. He wants another match, and he calls out Jacob Fatu. He actually says, bring me that backstabbing bitch, Jacob Fatu. Now, bruh, you just got your ass beat by EJ and Duka, like beat. And you're going to go ahead and call out Jacob Fatu. When you're not 100%. Who's going to beat your ass Again. And, and when, when you're hundred percent, Jacob Fatou is a tall task, but now you're not even hundred and you're going to go ahead and, and call it Fatou as the second match of the night like, that you want to have. That's like somebody switch. stabbing you and then you calling them back so they can shoot you. Like, it, like why would you do such a thing? And it, of course what happened? Jacob Fatou came out and kicked the shit out of him. Well, he kicked the crap out of him and then he brought out a table and then he laid him on the table and he, did a moonsault through the table or sorry, frog splash, fro- frog splash through the table, and uh, what I, I, I'm i still in with disbelief at Ikuro Kwan. Like, why would you do such a thing? Well, at that point, I don't think he was, uh, he might have had a concussion, he might have not been thinking 100% at that moment because Nduka did really do him. He got a little lucky too because that table, the metal uh framing around the border was pretty close to his face, it was warped it, it, up. It, yeah, the table shattered. It like it went it, it broken like three pieces yeah and Quan got every yeah so like deal. i mean I'm, I'm shitting on you right now but not you personally because it just didn't make sense for somebody to get beat and then get beat again but man respect for those fucking bumps because in the span of like 10 minutes you took a shit ton of bumps but it was nice to see for two back especially after the all-axes oh, yeah. it's nice to see him back he looks strong he looks good he looks healthy looks, he looks, looks trim focused which focus focus trim looks like he lost a few pounds he's looking more agile not that he wasn't agile before no definitely threw through the air with a little bit more speed than he usually does he's yeah. already quick as it is but the frog splash was impressive and apologies oh my god i i screwed up and i said moonsault wouldn't it be the first time that no, that's not that's that. not a big deal yeah but you know what hey i mean excalibur does it all the time people still watch it yeah he's some fu- fucking oh tope suicida bro it was a suicide dive through the ropes that's not a tope suicida <laughs> All right. absolute amateur. I thought you wanted to move this thing along. So now we get a 5150 promo next week. 5150 is going to be putting their straps on the line. We know the Von Eriks is coming, but not next week. No, no. Next week is the former tag team champions, those parks. They want to rematch. It's going to be a ladder match. And 5150 has this to say, we can't let Conan down right now. He's in the hospital. He's getting surgery. And uh, we got to do this one for Conan, man. We can't let him down. That was Slice Boogie. You said that Danny Limelight slides in and says, Conan, you know you want to be here for us. We know you can't be here for us. We know this is the reason why we have these is you. You are a big part of our success. So we're going to do this one for you. And Los Parks, you done started some shit and you fucked up. And boom, ladder match is born. That's going to happen next week. That will most likely definitely be the main event. But don't worry. Don't worry, guys. The Von Erics match is coming. The build has been steady. The build has been strong. But right now, Los Parks is just kind of an intermittent a like, little dent in the we, system if you will because we, we we've seen this before like but it's a ladder match it could be yeah, exciting i know exciting. But i know but the, the tag team division is not the most deep division so we're going to see some duplicates that's just the way it goes yeah i think there's only actually i want to say five teams in total yeah and actually the only team that got drafted was in fact 5150 so before that there was four teams and we haven't uh, one or two of those teams well I mean, Team Filthy, they're gone, so they're out of it. There was uh, the other team, uh, the Hillbilly like Blonde guys. Can't remember their name. I apologize. Something Blondes. And, um, yeah, they disappeared very quickly. They were kind of reintroduced with Aria Blake as the manager, but then she stepped away because she She, was expecting at the time. Yeah, so we need some more tag teams. Uh, But in the meantime, you know what? I I don't mind seeing 5150 work anybody, even if it's Lost Parks again. In a ladder match. Yeah. It'll be good. Next week should be enjoyable, to say the least. But I got to say, so far, Dallas, uh, despite the fact that this episode was a little bit overloaded with vignettes, uh, this first episode back in Dallas, back on U.S. soil, has definitely been uh, an enjoyable one for MLW fans like us. And if you're watching this, you are an MLW fan, or you're tuning in for the first time. So we appreciate you. Um, And now we get to the main event of the evening. It's Pagano. It's Hammer. It's a Falls Count Anywhere match. And it is for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. This match was your typical falls count anywhere. They started in the ring. They went around the ring. What was different about this one? Well, some of the weapons I have never really seen before in a falls count anywhere. There was an old car hood. We're trying to figure out which make and model. So comment below if you know where that hood came from. I'm thinking it's from a 95, 96 Hyundai Elantra. That's where I'm going with that. Very specific on that. It looked like a Hyundai hood. Uh, I'm going to go with that. Do you have a guess on which make and model of that car that hood might belong to? Just for fun. Come on, just for fun. 1992 Buick Roadmaster definitely not a Buick It was those were square, this one was very much not square, so it's not a Buick ignore his decision, but if you think you know where the hood is, just for fun, comment below we'd like to see your opinions on what hood was used in this match there was also uh, skewer sticks that you use for shish kebabs. skewers, yeah, they came into play very much later on this match, there was a table, there was a cookie sheet, there was a sink, that unfortunately was not utilized, but one weapon was utilized more than any other weapon do you know what weapon that was? Uh, no. A toilet plunger. Oh, the plunger. Yeah. yeah. the plunger. Uh, hammer stuck it on Pagano's head. And when, the sound that happened was so good. It was like a... Yeah, he got the yeah. sound perfect. He got it perfectly. Yeah. And then Pagano, though, he was able to stick that. kind of Not late, much later on in the match, he used the plunger as well. He stuck it on Hammer's head, and then he clotheslined it. Yeah, I, I also did, the plunger did nothing to like affect hammer's head but still it was funny seeing a man with a man as jacked as hammer with a plunger on his head and he was sober not drunk i liked how they were wrestling outside of the ring pagano just grabs a fan's beer and just like shakes it all over everyone if you watch people in the back like why am i getting sprayed with beer and was, then he proceeds to bite the can yeah and the waste can. the rest and I, I feel bad for that fan man i hope you got your at least he's, eight bucks back. He's happy. Beer. Yeah, whatever. He was like, yeah! yeah. I'm definitely sure he had that. Had, was that great. wasn't his first beer of the night. I can almost guarantee mm-hmm. you that. But they wrestled all around the ring. They wrestled in the back. And they got back in the center of the ring. Hammer in firm control at this point. And wouldn't you know what, who shows up again? Ha, the henchmen. The henchmen are back. Hammer takes care of both of them. He's kind of looking at the back, kind of waiting. Obviously, for Holiday, who's was supposed to have his back. A couple more henchmen come out. This time, Holiday is there with them. Bat in hand. He deals with them pagano uh off the distraction hammer hits the nightmare pendulum on pagano and retains the title one two three now at that point holiday enters the ring they do the whole bro you know hug shake it out holiday's waiting in the corner and from the back we see miss out too she's going to get a word with hammer now as they're in the ring and they're setting up they're going to do a replay of the match kind of the finish and then they go back to the ring and Alicia's she's trying but she can't the mic's not turning on it's not working so she goes over to Hammer and says, hey, just give us a few more minutes. This is no problem. She walks behind him, drops to her knees, and then, boom, low blow on Hammer. Yep. Alicia O'Tooch, she shocked the world. Heel me. turn! She heel turn. Watch the mic, bro. Sorry. Watch the mic. Heel turn. Heel, heel turn. Heel, Alicia heel, O'Tooch shocked. Heel turn. She shocked the world. She turned heel. And at that point, Richard Holiday, Mr., according to my co-host, was the true number one babyface. Uh, he flipped right back to what he always was, even through his babyface run. He was still quite heelish. Um, so I don't think he changed. I still think, but he's doing what the fans want to see. The fans want to see drama. So technically he's still a baby face because he's catering to yeah. the fans. Okay. Uh, just to be cliche right now, a leopard doesn't shed its spots. Okay. Thank you. So anyways, holiday. <laughs> leopard doesn't shed its spots. Whatever, man. That was timely. That's a timely saying. Okay. You know? You know, DTA, baby. Don't trust anyone. Leopard doesn't shed its spots. So now Holiday is on top of a hammer. He's beating the living hell out of him. And he's saying it was always me. It was always me. At that point, he kind of hoists Hammer up, got his arms behind his back, Lee toot walks in in front of him and says, you think you're the true MLW heavyweight champion? You're nothing. Five across the face. She receded Hammer's ass like wouldn't believe. Holiday drops him to his knees. A couple more shots to the back of the head. At that point, Alicia picks up the MLW heavyweight strap. She rests it on Holiday's shoulder. And then she rests he, well, her tongue down his throat. Well, hold on. What was building? Fuck. Killed it. Spoiler alert. He hoists up the belt. He's got his foot on hammer like he just slayed the dragon, saying it was always me. They hug. They embrace and it's a wild 15 seconds. And we knew this was happening. We knew this was happening. We called it. We asked. The mini host even asked Richard Holiday questions. She said, are you to an item? They never confirmed it. They always denied it. They played us all. And you know what? It was fucking brilliant. Richard Holiday as a heel is the best Richard Holiday version there ever is, was, and will be. Alicia Altude is a heel. All I can say is this. I'm intrigued. And let's have some fun. And I don't know why I keep doing this. But let's have some fun. Alicia Out, you shock the world. I, we appreciate you for it. I adore you for it. Now I wanna see, I wanna see resting bitch face Lisa come out in full force. Full force. I see she's got more like resting badass face. That's what I call Yeah, it. she definitely looked like she was having fun, enjoying it. Uh, her and holiday, uh, like I said, that embrace was nothing short of not PG. But hey, it's YouTube, so you can get away with shit like that. Yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of tongue. A lot of tongue. It was like watching two like, high schoolers who've never kissed before kiss for the first time. It, it, was, was, it was built up passion. I'm going to take it that way. It was built up passion. Okay. They were hiding it for so long. Now they're out in public. It's like when, when Ross found out Chandler was sleeping with Monica. They're finally, it's, it's out there now. Everyone knows. What? You can't throw out a Friends reference? Who watches Friends? Dude, I do. I love that show. Okay, moving pivot. On. Rob, <laughs> watch the microphone. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, that's it. Leash out to full heel turn. Richard Holiday and the implosion of Dynasty is complete. And we called this a few weeks ago. If you go back through the archives of Rewind, you will see it. I speculated on it. Rob did not. Rob actually disagreed with everything I had Maybe. to say. But I called it. I, like the great Bambino, I called my shot and I hit that homer. I knew it was happening. When it comes to booking MLW, there's nobody better than your boy Court Bauer. What are you doing? My phone is waiting for your call. Okay, great bambino. <laughs> Shamo. <Shama, dude. laughs> All right. Anyways, so that's it for this rewind. If you didn't like Alicia's heel turn, it is what it is. If you did. Like us, enjoy it. Don't You're forget like it. to hit that subscribe button below. Guys, we are literally one or two away from our goal of 460 February, and it's only mid February. So that's great news for us. Hopefully, we can start stretching it in 470. And like Rob has stated on numerous occasions, we get 5150, you get 5150. That's right. So, you know, I might try to shorten it, might try to shorten it because 515 is not far away. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll. It's going to be like a Kickstarter. We'll have some stretch goals. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So then at 5.15, Rob will have a little jar set up where he'll put the funds where he can afford both guys. Yeah. Because he's paying the full pop on that interview for sure. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this week. I already said that. Shout out the socials, will you please? Shout out yours. The Real Uncle Bobby B on Instagram and something on Twitter. I was going to do the follow of the topic. thing. I don't know. I'm something on Twitter. underscore it. real underscore uncle underscore Bobby underscore B. Twitter is a toxic chess pool, so I don't go <laughs> yes. on it much. I utilize Twitter. You can follow me at underscore straight talk. Instagram, straight talk wrestling. Facebook, straight talk wrestling. And you know what? If you are watching this, then you already know the YouTube. It's straight talk wrestling. Hit that subscribe button. Help us grow. Help us keep bringing great content to you. And for myself, my PIC, Uncle Bobby B., And the mini host, that's the entire Straight Talk family, we're wishing you safe and happy travels. Enjoy as you get towards your weekend. Don't forget to tune in for all your MLW Rewinds here on The Rewind. Goodbye, y'all. Peace.